Hey, welcome to the Default Alive podcast. I'm Corey. And I'm Chris. And this is our audio documentary of our journeys building profitable internet businesses. And so if this is your first time listening, you can learn more about us and get up to speed by starting at episode number one. But if you're a regular, welcome back. All right, Chris, how you doing, man? I am doing great. How are you doing? Yeah, doing well. Um, I've been really looking forward to hearing about WebflowConf. I uh, I can't wait. <laughs> I was looking from afar watching on Twitter, but um, I can't wait to get the first-hand account. Oh, man. Yeah, it, it was a blast. Uh, San Francisco was super fun, and I, I did come back, I think, with a little bit of a cold just from mm. being around so many people, uh, shaking a lot of hands, giving out a lot of hugs. Uh, <laughs> it's actually one thing I noticed. I, I've, I felt like uh, most people at Webflow Conf were huggers, which I like because really? that's how I am too. So yeah, a lot, a lot of yeah. hugs. Um, it was, it was, it was almost like a celebration. I think of just everyone being back together in person, and right. Uh, it was, yeah, it was awesome. But got a little bit of cold, and also it doesn't help that it's like thirty degrees in Chicago now. Um, so yeah, <laughs> hello winter. Yeah, wow. Yeah, heading right into it. Well, yeah, give me, give me like the download. I have a couple things I can talk about, but um, I want to make sure we leave enough time to talk about WebflowConf for sure. So uh, was it two days or three days? Yeah, so the conference was two days, Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, okay. I actually got in Monday night um, because I was going to a rehearsal of the conference uh, on mm. Tuesday. So I, it was actually really cool. I got to get an early peek at the venue while they were uh, kind of setting everything up and well, mostly just finishing the setup. Uh, and then I was part of a, I think I talked about it on here, I was, I was part of a fireside chat. Um, it was super short, but we had a little rehearsal for that. Uh, so, <laughs> and actually a, after the rehearsal, kind of hung around. It was mostly just like people from the Webflow team there uh, and the people working on the venue, but I, I somehow, um, uh, I all of a sudden found myself on a tour of the venue with basically all Webflow employees. And I kind of just tagged along and, and pretended like I belonged. Um, <laughs> and ultimately got to see a sneak peek of part of the keynote that as, as Vlad was practicing, oh, uh, nice. yeah. which, which was quite cool. Um, but then, uh, then got out of there. I was like, all right, I, I don't want to ruin it and see the whole thing. Um, so, so I, I left early. <laughs> <laughs> really, man, I wouldn't, I would not be able to resist I know, that. It, it, it was, it was, it was hard not to, uh, I, I actually came like near the very end of one of the keynote runs and then they were like, they announced, okay, we're going to, you know, restart in, in 15 minutes or whatever. So you guys can hang around and, and see the full thing. And I was like, eh, I want to, mm. but yeah. <laughs> Save it. Yeah. Was, um, was the venue close to their their office? Um, okay, because I have to ask you about the the picture of you, of course, in the like the education studio, like where they film all the like docs that are so amazing. But I was like, how? And I saw more and more people getting those pictures, and I was like, is everyone just going like in between the office and the venue, or is the venue at the office? Is the office the venue? I don't know. Yeah, um, it was not my my knowledge of. San Francisco geography is not great. Um, it, it was probably like the venue was maybe a 15 or 20 minute drive um, from the office. Oh. <laughs> but what happened was, so after Wednesday, day one of the conference, there was a there was an event afterwards at the Webflow office for, oh. 
I'm not even sure exactly who was invited, but a lot of people in the community, um, you know, as you saw on Twitter, a lot of people were posting pictures of themselves in the the famous uh, education studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Noah and I, we ended up going to that and, and that's when we got the pictures taken. Um, we, I mean the, the tour of the Weffle office was, was super cool. Definitely one of the highlights, um, yeah. just seeing, you know, <laughs> just like a lot of the, the Weffle people were there, McGuire, Grimmer, uh, you know, two of the well-known people from, from their videos, Vlad obviously was there, Bryant, the mm-hmm. CTO was there, Sergi, the other, uh, co-founder, um, you know, and, and a lot of the prominent Webflow community members, even, uh, this is really getting into the weeds of <laughs> people who follow Webflow closely. Uh, but a, a, I think he used to be at the director level. Uh, this guy Waldo was kind of oh, yeah. well known at Webflow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he happened to be there hanging out, even though it doesn't That's work there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was just like, it was a really good time. Um, you know, it was at the end of day one and I was exhausted. Noah was exhausted. A, a lot of the people on the Buffalo team, you know, everyone was, was real worn out. Uh, but we still had a good time and, and yeah, it was, it was super cool. I, yeah. uh, they, they were kind of like rotating people through tours of the office. Uh, so McGuire was giving some, uh, I can't remember who else was, but Vlad just happened to walk in like at the time that my group was was going on the tour and so Vlad ended up giving it which was really cool oh my gosh that's funny. he was kind of like giving like you know some of the the war stories of like oh the you know this thing hanging on the wall is from our very first uh you know apartment where the three of us were sitting around trying not to go bankrupt and you know um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so just lots of good interesting tidbits and whatnot that's cool, man. That's super rad. So, how did the fireside yeah. chat go? What was that like? It it went all right. It it was. So what ended up happening was the keynote was delayed maybe thirty ish minutes. I, I think there was like some technical issues with oh. the live stream. Uh, so unfortunately, this kind of like screwed up the schedule for at least for the rest of the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what ended up happening was. There was, there was, it basically went keynote, one session, and then the fireside chat. And I, it's funny, like, I wasn't even sure then, okay, like, what time am I supposed to be at this since now everything's kind of pushed back a little bit? Um, and I, I went to get a coffee and it, it took forever. And I actually almost was late to the, what ended up being the time that we went on. Um, uh, but they were, they were basically, they rushed the session before us and then they kind of rushed our session. Mm. the stage was like right next to the enterprise sales booth. So it was like very noisy next to us. Oh, really? Um, yeah. It just it like, it, it was, it, I don't know. Everything was like, it almost felt like everything was just kind of like discombobulated at that point. And, mm. you know, and I had, what was unfortunate was like, I had a number of people come up to me afterwards or later on. And they're like, Oh, you know, I came over to, to see your talk. When are you going on? And I was like, it already happened. <laughs> you already missed it. Damn. Yeah. And we, we had a pretty small crowd uh, and it was fine. You know, I'll say the other thing just with like the scrambling around, I, I've, I, I practiced just on my own a number of times. And this was like my first, I was yeah, probably first public speaking opportunity in quite a while due to pandemic and, and not being mm-hmm. around people and whatnot. And so I kind of felt like my execution was maybe 
six out of 10 com- compared to how I practiced. Um, and m- maybe that's just being too hard on myself, but felt maybe. like, uh, could have gone a little bit better. Um, but overall it was, it was a really cool experience to do and, and to be a part yeah. of. And, uh, you know, the fireside chat was basically just talking about, uh, what it's like as a third party developer in the Buffalo ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I guess I've kind of buried the lead. So yeah, a big, yeah, a big component of the Webflow conference was talking about developers and how the Webflow team is starting to focus on building out their developer platform. Uh, they launched a whole bunch of new resources for developers, better API docs. Um, and then the big thing, which is the Webflow marketplace. So for yeah. the first time ever, uh, there is a directory of quote unquote official Webflow apps. Uh, so by my last count, they, they launched with 14 apps. Uh, Jetboost okay. is one of those, Wow. Uh, which was super cool and, yeah. and I was definitely honored to to be a part of that, it's basically, you know, I feel like for the last probably two or three months, every time we record, I've been saying, well, uh, you know, I'm working on this thing, but I can't really talk about it. And mm-hmm. that's basically been the Webflow marketplace, whether it was like putting together our assets and our copy for the marketplace, or uh, we actually had to do some development work as well to um, change our, our signup flow to to support the the flow that they wanted straight from the marketplace. Mm. Um, Does that require some sort of like OAuth or like API key or token or something like that? Yeah. So a requirement for the marketplace apps was that they use the Webflow OAuth. We were already using it with Jetboost, uh, but we had to change the order of um, the signup flow. So, so previously, and still, if you go to the Jetboost website, this is how it works is you create your Jetboost account, you sign up for Jetboost, and then you connect your Webflow account via the OAuth. Mm. They want to do the reverse. So inside of the marketplace, right. you click add to my site, it opens up Webflow OAuth. Then once you complete that, it takes you to Jetboost and there you complete your mm. account sign up, um, which which makes sense. So yeah, uh, yeah, we did that. It wasn't, wasn't too much work. Uh, I would say the what was more work uh, development wise was what I talked about last time, which was our, our changes to the pricing model, right. um, which to give a little bit more context around that, that was driven by kind of a last minute decision of if we're, we've been talking about it forever, you know, getting rid of the individual subscriptions, trying to streamline things a little bit and just have a few different tiers. Uh, and it was like, okay, the marketplace is launching this is this feels like a good time to change the pricing and just start fresh with okay we're in the we're in the store you know app store i guess you could call it uh Mm -hmm. and and here's the tiers that we offer and and see how it goes wow yeah big changes man uh it's crazy so what does the um what does it sort of mean for you guys like does that mean that basically now webflow is going to be like they're building like this developer platform. You're going to be one of the, like you are one of the first apps kind of listed on there. Are they taking a cut of it? Are they doing promotions of it? Um, like what's like the, like the business case for it essentially? Yeah, that's a good question. There's a couple things. I think number one, there's uh, 
there will be, well, there already has been a lot more promotion around it. Mm. Um, so th- there, there's a few places. I mean, number one, Vlad mentioned me and JetBoost by name in the keynote, which was like su- super crazy. awesome. <laughs> Man. And I, I did, I knew some of that was going to happen, but not like everything. And so I, I'm sitting there and I was just like, holy crap, this is, this is incredible. It's unreal. Um, but yeah, they've, they, as I'm trying to remember now, which they, they added a new page. I think it's for developers, um, where they list a quote from me and, and some links to JetBoost, which was cool. Uh, and then I think the, the marketplace number one is part of the main header navigation now. So it should just be easier to get to, uh, and, Mm. and find apps, which are basically officially sanctioned by Webflow. Um, you know, I, one of the, the best parts about the Webflow conference was just talking to customers in person. Like I had so many people come up to me and say they use JetBoost, uh, in the past and, you know, whether it was giving ideas or feedback or, or just saying thanks, like it, it was a really cool experience. But one of the uh, freelancers I talked to, he said it will be easier for him to uh, sell JetBoost to his clients now because it's in the app marketplace. So you can say, look, oh, this, yeah. is, this is a Webflow app. Uh, we're going to use it on your site rather than Here's this like third-party website that we're going to use with Webflow. Um, you know, mm-hmm. just trust me, it works or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I think that That's level huge. of trust is actually going to be huge. Yeah. And then uh, your your other question around pricing. As of now, there's no. Uh, they're not taking any percentage. There's no official. You know, plug into the Webflow third-party billing system or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say we had to sign a lengthy developer agreement for the first time uh, in order to be included in the marketplace. And Mm -hmm. there were two things that stood out to me there. I I already forgot the first one, but the second one was uh, basically that they reserve the right to, in the future, change how like payment works and uh, Mm -hmm. take some sort of percentage. So uh, that, that remains to be seen. To be expected, probably for any yeah. sort of platform building out a developer ecosystem. Yeah, the terms and sort of how flexible they are is, you know, TBD probably even for them. But it feels like with everything with hap- that's happening with Apple right now too, I feel like a lot of people are a lot. A lot of companies are sort of being forced to be more uh, friendly to their like developer ecosystem too. So hopefully, it's not super strict. Yeah, I think so. And I, I think we'll, like you said, seeing how the Apple stuff plays out could be uh, in our favor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Man, that is nuts. What What else did they, so the marketplace is one of the big ones. What were some of the other marketplace uh, like listings besides JetBoost? Yeah, there were uh, quite a, f- you know, quite a few of the folks like indie hackers and whatnot that I talk to regularly. So uh, Mark from Power Importer, which is like uh, mm-hmm. an Airtable to Webflow sync. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were they're listed. Uh, no Code Lytics with Sarwetch. Uh, mm-hmm. They're in there. Monto, which is kind of like uh, almost like JetBoost style features, but for Webflow e-commerce. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
there and there met those guys they had a actually really interesting story um who else is in there oh uh punch list uh that's a oh yeah huh. markup and commenting tool but probably does a bunch of other things in that uh that mm-hmm. that was who i did the fireside chat with um oh interesting yeah so there there was you know it was a good like solid group of of webflow apps yeah man yeah what what else did webflow talk about or announce at the conference yeah, they there was a number of announcements around um, increasing things like uh, product limits for e-commerce. Um, same thing on the CMS side for at least for the enterprise tiers. Um, some updates on memberships and logic. I, I believe mm-hmm. they also increased the number of members allowed per site um, pretty pretty significantly. Uh, components was a big one. So I don't know if you've used Webflow symbols in the past. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They are basically expanding that into Webflow components. Um, so just kind of continuing the theme of being able to reuse things across your site. Um, trying to think of some of the other ones. The, the, Uh, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say DevLink. Yeah, so that uh, I was trying to save that one for last. That that was <laughs> oh, the big shocker to me. Um, really? Yeah. So funny story about that is there was a pre-recorded video that they showed for DevLink, and when I joined the my my sneak preview of the keynote, mm-hmm. I walked in like halfway through that video. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and so I'm, I'm looking like, up there and this? I see like, yeah, I see him change something in Webflow. And then it like updates live over on what you know a browser that says localhost, and I'm like, and then I hear him talking about React, and I'm like, wait, wait, what am I looking at right now? <laughs> like, did he yeah. just use Webflow to update a React project? Yeah. Uh, and it turns out, yes, yes, he did. So I'm Whoa. super excited about DevLink. That's pretty gnarly. Yeah, that one's um. That was also a big shocker. I was like, this feels like the first step in a lot more of the like no code. It's really like low code, you know, but just how do you make the connection between it's funny because I feel like Webflow is like there's a big Figma to Webflow kind of connection and like that's a big part of the workflow. And then it's also like a okay, Webflow to React or Webflow to like app you know, language or framework. That's a big, another big connection. And I kind of saw the Figma one coming, but DevLink was like, oh, dang, this is big. Yeah, it was interesting sitting there live uh, and and watching the keynote because it was so much more developer heavy than even I expected. Uh, So the, you know, the, the introduction was all about like, developer superpowers and they're showing like all these different technologies like Ruby on Rails and Node.js and SQL and and all these things that developers use and and then DevLink and the developer resources and I was kind of wondering like hmm for the past few years it's it's all been the positioning's been about like no code designers how, how is this going to be received and it from everyone I talked to and, and just from the audience reactions like it was very well received hmm. it was you know, I, I heard some people say it is like Webflow is kind of shedding the no code, 
label and moving into here are more things that we're going to empower designers to be able to do. Yeah. Uh, so not just build websites, but also start to build like front end uh, of applications and stuff. So yeah, yeah, it was, it was cool. That's a big one. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, overall it was just, it was a really fun time. Um, like I said, great group of people. Everyone I met was awesome. Uh, met several more people on the Webflow team, which was fun. And, uh, of course, hanging out with, with Noah for the first time in person, mm. uh, we had a blast together and, uh, got some, some great Mexican food and, and went to a few other places and it was, it was a good time. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm so jealous as I saw like everyone tweeting about it in the pictures, I, like, <laughs> oh, I really want to be there. I got the FOMO right now. I, I don't know, go for many I things, know. but it looked really cool. Yeah. I mean, Vlad even indirectly mentioned you when, when he said that uh, JetBoost started because I was building something for a friend's job listing site. So that, that was you. <laughs> I'm a friend. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, really glad it's a good time. Uh, feels like you got a lot of really good, like, shout outs, kind of coverage, um, like awareness within the Webflow community, which is probably a big lift that you'll see hopefully in the next few months too. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully I think too, it was just a, a source of like renewed inspiration and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the last time I, I really met, I mean, the last Webflow conference in person was 2019 JetBoost had three or four customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to meet a bunch of people that use your product in person, like it was almost like a, it was a different experience than just talking to people via email or, or even video call. Right. Um, and and it, it just reminded me that like what we're doing matters and is, is helping people with their clients, with their websites. Uh, and there's so much more that we can do. And, and like, I feel very motivated now to, uh, to hit the ground running and, and try and push out some new updates and, and new, um, useful things that people can use. And, mm-hmm. uh, it's funny going, I mean, we're going into December shortly and, uh, I feel like I'm, I'm ready to just build like, <laughs> it, you know, like it, it should, should be a time of rest, but like, I don't feel like I need a rest at all anymore. Like I'm, I'm ready mm-hmm. to go. So, uh, that's, we'll, that's we'll really see. good. Yeah glad man it was a big conference there was a lot of stuff looking through here there was some other things around um uh page branching and a lot more like kind of site roles and access to um to projects um uh what was the other one? Oh, the symbols going to components but then also being able to use cms items in components i was like oh praise right that's right. a really good one yeah um Man, big stuff. What a big conference. Yeah. How many people went, by the way? Do you know? I heard it was around five or 600. Okay. Yeah. That's fun. It, it feels still feels probably like kind of intimate, but it doesn't feel like small or empty in any way. Yeah. I would say it, it was like the size where you would see the same people, you know, multiple times and, and you could say hi and whatnot. And, but at the same time, like it was still. Like I saw people on Twitter that I didn't get to see in person 
And I was like, oh, like I, I didn't get to meet that person. Mm-hmm. Or I didn't get to meet. So there were still like just too many to, to meet everyone, which, you know, is is not a bad thing. You know, it keeps you wanting to come back and, and do it again, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, it was, it was a good size. Man, super rad. Anything we, we didn't cover with it? Or I'm just trying to think of like what else with WebFlowConf or things that are spinning around in your head around what to do now <laughs> or what's next. <laughs> Yeah, um, nah, if I think of something, I'll, I'll bring it up. But cool. No, uh, yeah, Cur- curious to hear what you've been up to. Yeah, well, speaking of um, renewed inspiration, I made a home office upgrade and I got myself a new desk, which is a standing desk. Which, as I'm talking, I just realized I haven't actually tested the like standing capabilities because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still haven't like learned like all the full kind of things with it. But anyways. Uh, new mic, new mic arm. Um, the desk is much bigger and, and nicer. And it's been really fun, at, like new lighting too. So it's been cool having like a new little workspace to kind of get stuff done. I don't know. I was feeling really like it's cool. kind of drab and dreary, like I was working in a dungeon, not really enjoying it. But now, you know, it'll probably wear off, but there's like a month where you get like some home <laughs> office upgrades and you're like, yes, I yeah. can't wait to sit down at my desk and do some cool work and build stuff yeah um what mic do yeah, you we, get uh it's the same one actually it's the atr 2100x so it's like the next generation of the one that i had before oh nice but it's got the the big difference is it's got the uh usb to us sorry usb c to usb c instead of the like micro usb to usb and then i had to get like an adapter um and that was a whole big thing i have a lot more ports now with this new computer but uh the um makes it a lot easier for like plugging in and out and not having to fiddle with an adapter and all that kind of stuff um and the mic arm also like has the the mic cord through the arm so it's not just like hanging because it would literally be like it's cool on top of my arm as i'm typing if i was you know on the mic <laughs> <laughs> sounds kind of annoying but yeah yeah it's been nice nice and um, working on some fun stuff for Swipe right now. I feel like we've been kind of on a roll with uh, with new new customers, especially like converting existing users and signups into customers. And we're kind of seeing a trend a little bit with uh, with marketing agencies, especially um, right now. They're signing up and then just like sharing the login details with the rest of their team, like the other five to fifteen people in on the team. But um, like as soon as we roll out actual team functionality that'll be nice from a revenue standpoint of course yeah but also i think it'll also lend itself to some additional kind of features and things that they want to do with their account but it feels like we have some like we're starting to feel some a little bit like you know product market fit ish type things with marketing agencies marketing consultants freelancers especially feels like it's kind of a strong demographic for us right now that's awesome so are they like sharing ideas between team members or are they sh- like creating collections to share with clients or, or what's their use case? Yeah. So a lot of it is internal right now, just like creating inspiration just to like use for, you know, whatever that they're, they're working on. A lot of it's like advertising related or just marketing campaigns, just having like a collective place to kind of store ideas all together. But the sharing part is a big part of it. And that's one of the other features we're working right now um, is the ability to share collections. Cause then you can share it, 
externally with uh, with clients or just like on Twitter. You can um, embed it places, which is one of the other things I think is going to be like a really big unlock for us because one, there'll be kind of like a new acquisition, acquisition channel and having a kind of viral loop built into the product. So that'll be nice. Two, it'll also help us to build backlinks from anyone who embeds it onto their site and um, already has some ideas around like, uh, you know, a lot of people have like, or user list, for example, just published a blog post. It was like product launch email examples. And they can have like a bunch of screenshots, kind of analysis of it, but then they can also embed a swipe well collection and it'll have like a little kind of scrollable view of all those same assets, but then also it'll be like a one click add to my swipe file in swipe well. Um, so kind of helps like, it's like a win, win, win. It's like a win for us getting that exposure and that viral loop a win for them and like another useful kind of part of their content. And then a win for anyone who's reading it and that they can quickly kind of turn what they just read into something that they can save for later, you know, use for inspiration later. Um, and so that's one of the big things that Connor's working on next now that we just got done with, uh, sort of done, sort of not done, but like 90% way done with um, our mobile apps, which again, he's just been cranking. So we're working on our Android app and then our iOS kind of dialing in the, the last few details there. But um, wow, yeah, nice. so anyways, to answer your question, like the marketing agencies related to sharing collections, um, which that one is, is a big one that we're working on next after these last two things we're working on. That's awesome. And it, is your pricing per user? It will be, but currently okay. there's only like one user per account. So yeah. it's just kind of like a flat rate. Yeah. So the teams will be like a pretty big source of expansion. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I anticipate there, there'll probably be like a little bit of, um, pushback at least initially when people like are used to just sharing like a login or probably some people who will just you know think oh maybe i can work on the system which is like share details but i think building in some of these features we're thinking about for teams too it'll it'll make sense to not try to get around that and share login details and like it'll make sense to want to have multiple users per account and unlock a lot more for people that they wouldn't have been able to do before yeah I also think it's like surprising the willingness people have to pay uh, because Webflow just went through this. Like, I mean, their platform was known for people sharing logins mostly because oh, right. like yeah. it was the easiest way to do stuff. <laughs> uh, but since they added workspaces, like uh, fr from what I've been hearing, the amount of people upgrading to just adding additional users to their workspaces has been very high. Hmm. Uh, so it seems like sharing logins is uh is on its way out a little bit um, mm -hmm. so it wouldn't surprise me if you guys see the same thing yeah yeah i think so like some of the things we're thinking of are more in like the collaboration kind of space and um being able to like annotate and comment and like having multiple points of for people to kind of pipe in um you know, their swipes, but also like know who, who swiped it, who saved it, what are their notes. And then like, that'll also save it for them as well. So each user kind of has like an, an incentive to want their own account on a team account, because then they can also save it to their personal swipe file too, if they really want to. And right. without that, it would be, 
you know, virtually impossible. And so, um, you know, I think that I'm hoping that those individual users will also kind of be an advocate for like, Hey, can I just get my own login, you know, or, <laughs> yeah. um, rather than like that being one of the hindrances or friction points. Yeah. That makes sense. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost been like, you know, the last month has been a little bit crazy, but I've almost felt like I'm like, man, we have like too many things to like talk about in market. Like I really need to get, get back <laughs> on my game on like product marketing and, you know, building up excitement and getting it out to people. And, um, we did also, I think, I don't know if I talked about the last time, but we sent out like a little customer email or customer newsletter for the first time. Did I talk about that? If you did, I, I don't it. recall. <laughs> yeah. I think I missed it. Um, okay. So now we're doing like a monthly roundup of oh, like cool. new features and kind of things upcoming for swipe well too. Um, and then once we have more content, that'll kind of get, slotted in there as well. It's been working really well for like Savvy Cal and I don't know, I feel like it's like a nice kind of staple of like things that I like to do just to keep tabs with the user base and encourage people to sign up if they haven't already. And if they have, you know, to upgrade or to, um, educate them about some sort of, you know, more like pro or advanced use case or something they weren't aware of before. But, um, yeah, like, man, we have these mobile apps, we have sharing coming up. We're going to have teams like, got to like really get on getting people excited about this and, and leveraging all the launch points. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's a good problem to have, but yeah, again, also <laughs> going into, into the holidays, we're kind of thinking like, all right, what are we going to do product hunt? What it's like the feature set we want to have with a product hunt launch and like an official kind of out of beta launch, getting rid of the like founding customer discount to, um, a lot of, a lot of things kind of in flux right now where we're kind of just playing it by ear to see how it all plays out in the time that it does. I'm kind of anticipating we're, we're kind of looking at maybe like a mid December launch, but I also really don't want to like go into the holidays having gotten like a bunch of attention and then like people forget about it because they're right. going to be offline for two or three weeks. So I'm kind of leaning towards personally like a, like an early January launch instead. And that way, we can like capitalize more on since we, especially since we have more like the freemium model, we need people to like get in the habit of using it. And I don't want to like lose that momentum through the Christmas holidays. So we'll see. Yeah. That makes sense. And it'll give us a little bit more time to put out some additional features and, um, probably don't want to have, or need to have like teams done by like our official launch. But, um, for sure, like sharing collections and the mobile apps, uh, having those, maybe some, some additional things related to sharing collections, like some of the little collaboration kind of things, having those done, I think would make a big difference going into like a, a bigger launch. Yeah. Cool. A lot of, a lot of exciting stuff in the works. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Um, some stuff kind of in flux too with, uh, Swipe Files newsletter as well. Um, working through like 2023 sponsors right now. I think I might've mentioned that at the beginning. I was kind of preparing for that, but now rolling it out. I think I have three verbal commitments so far, which is awesome. Um, definitely learned some lessons from last time around like telling people about like, hey, so I'd, lo I'd love to at least get like a verbal commitment by this date. And then if you do want to go forward, I need like everything signed and paid by this date 
That way we can have things ready to go by January 1st and trying to avoid any sort of delays on that front. Um, yeah. So I think last year I, I even like, I just started to reach out to people in like around this time, like mid November and I didn't give any formal dates. And so then like the second we just see second we get to December, I'm like, all right, are we in or out? And then all those people <laughs> are like, well, we might be able to get payment. Some people are already out of office. We might be a little bit late. Can we split it up here? Oh, I yeah. need to, you know, pull this person out of their vacation to, to get a uh, document signed. And so trying to be better about that this time around. Yeah. That's cool. Are, are these repeat sponsors or, or new sponsors? Uh, it'll be a mix of repeat and, and new, um, hoping cool. to get as many as I had from as many as I can from last year, uh, again for 2023, which it looks like there will be a few for sure. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And I'm, I think I'm on track, you know, it's crazy. Cause I think maybe earlier this year I had talked about, um, well, in the beginning of the year, I for sure talked about like my goals for 2022 from the newsletter, wanting to get to 15,000 subscribers. And then I was at like, you know, 8,000 in like July. And I was like, all right, I went out to pull a hat out, rabbit out of my hat because I had to like really accelerate the growth curve here. And, um, I'm just about to hit 13,000 and okay. I think I just might hit 15,000 by the end of the year. We'll see. Hopefully nice. things don't slow down too much around Christmas, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty on track. That's awesome crazy yeah it's pretty nuts it's been um yeah it's really cool like a lot of really really high quality subscribers too like i was looking at um i did like a huge dump of the subscriber list and then filtered out like gmails hotmails outlooks just to find like business emails and then just spend like an hour scrolling through to see like what domains i'd recognize and um a lot of the ones that i was showcasing on like the sponsorship deck have been through like the last three months with like these really notable brands. Um, oh, wow. Let me pull up the list really quick. It's actually, I feel like seeing that kind of like logo pool makes it a lot more real where I'm like, wow, this is kind of crazy. But, um, yeah. Brands like, uh, here it is. Um, brands like deal stripe, uh, Wix paddle, um, segment, uh, Zoom Info, Unbounce, Copy.ai, Grafana, Shopify, even like a whole bunch of really big brands. I'm like, dang, this is crazy. That's cool. Yeah, I, I remember I did that once with the, or, or once kind of recently, uh, just looking through the JetBoost like customer database to see, you know, what companies are in there. And there's somewhere just like, oh, wow, I had no idea that they were using this. <laughs> so that's yeah. cool. Yeah. I think I have to make a little addition to the landing page and uh, figure out a little like scrolling kind of logo pool um, <laughs> to incorporate this in here. I can brag about it. Yeah. Yeah. So lots of things in the works. Um, I th I'm probably forgetting something at least, but uh, I feel like for this time of the year too, I'm kind of just trying to figure out like, what am I, what am I trying to end well with? what am I trying to just finish out the year with and um, pretty good list. Like I feel like we're, we're really on track for what we want to do about any of the year. Nice. And you guys still planning on 
bootstrapping for the foreseeable future maybe (laughs) take funding maybe not (laughs) for the foreseeable future yes definitely uh we're definitely open to other options i think um you know, like tiny seed calm would definitely be like our first kind of two choices for something like that. You know, maybe like an angel round. I think we need to hit some, a certain couple milestones around MRR and kind of just user base before we would really take a hard look at it. Obviously we were kind of planning on trying to get there, but, um, you know, MRR is going up, new customers are going up, but we still have like a ways to go before I think the op- those options would really be available to us. Um, so yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Cool. I really like, oh, actually I did want to ask you, let's see, do we have time? Oh yeah, we got time. I did want to ask you if you saw, um, did you see Riley Chase's tweet the other day about repaying Comfund? I did, yes. Let me see if I can pull it up here, if I can find it. Um, we didn't talk about this last time, did we? No, I think this was more recent. Yeah. Um, as I pull it up, I'll try to talk about it. Um, it's cool because, you know, you see like the, the terms of like the seal, which is basically, you know, comp funds, signing agreement, you went through the same thing. Uh, so you know it very well. And it's like, you can do kind of some back of the napkin math. And I always knew that I liked comp because you have the option to basically pay down the equity stake, uh, over time through, you know, the founder earnings essentially. Um, or the, the shared earnings agreement from sort of like the cap that you give yourself. And so let's see, here it is. So Riley said his tweet is they hit $2 million in ARR. He said, I spent 300,000 to buy back 8% from ComFund and own 96% of the business now. And it's crazy because you think about, okay, it's doing $2 million in ARR. It's a lot of money, but it's also not like astronomically high. It's achievable for most SaaS businesses. And he spent $300,000 to buy back 8% of the company at $2 million in the error. Like that's a one, that's a huge discount for being able to, like if you were just to take that same money personally and like at the, at the new valuation from $2 million in the error, it would be, you know, at least twice as big, probably three or four times as big. Um, let's just say he had a four times multiple, right? It's an $8 million valuation. So you're buying back 8% is like a million dollars, right? So he's getting a a huge discount on that. But now also, you know, Com still has a 4% stake. So there's still kind of a line to be able to help. But like, I just think it's so cool. He was able to buy back 8%. Like that's so rad. I can't even (laughs) believe it. Yeah, that's significant. And through the uh, company's funds too, not personally. It's through like the shared earnings agreements through profit from the business. Right. Yeah. That's what I think is cool about it is it is through profit. So you as the founder, I mean, I'm living this right now is it's kind of up to you how aggressive you want to be with profit, whether it's, uh, you know, if, if you want to take out more and pay back that earnings faster, you can, um, because it's just a percentage of the profit. Uh, or you can try to grow faster and and keep things more break even and, um, you know, kind of push off paying, paying Mm -hmm. that out until a later date. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, you're, you're the one in the driver's seat as the founder, which is cool. Totally. Uh, 
And I'm not sure if you saw Tyler did like a, a thread breakdown uh, off of Riley's tweet. Oh, maybe I did. And so he says he, he put some actual numbers on it. Um, buying back 8% of his company for 300K implies a valuation of 3.75 million. His 2 million ARR profitable business is definitely worth more than that. Like you said, probably closer to eight. Um, so yeah, su- super good deal for him. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, here it is. We'll link to, to both of them. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's wild. Like seeing this, I'm like, oh dang. I love that also because it's a win. It's a win-win too. Like it's a win for Comfund because they get capital back extremely fast and efficiently and they still have alignment for another future win in the future. But like, that's a ginormous win for Riley. Like I just, I love that. It's a huge, very, very founder friendly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, called fun. They already, according to what I'm seeing in this thread, uh, they already made three X off of the original hundred K investment. So that's a win Mm -hmm. for them. And, uh, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So it reminded me because we're going to ask about bootstrapping. I'm like, yeah, I could definitely see (laughs) doing something like that because to be honest, looking at tiny seed, I also think is fantastic and a great option, but it just feels like a, a bonus having that buyback option essentially kind of baked in that like you can't ignore it's like whoa <laughs> it's just yeah it changes everything it changes it changes the math entirely yeah i i will say there are some stipulations around it uh which which are in place clearly for a reason but uh it it, it takes time to i mean riley's been doing it for a while now and has had very fast growth yeah, yeah. Uh, it it does take time to buy that percentage back. So with JetBoost right now, we're three years in. We've bought back just over half a percent, um, which oh, really? which isn't nothing, but no. uh, still still a ways to go. To uh, for for our deal, we could buy back up to five percent. So wow. we've we've done a tenth of that so far. Um, but the the stipulation I was referring to was you cannot you can't say oh I want to here I'll I'll pay you guys a a larger percentage of profits to to buy back my shares earlier to buy back the percentage earlier mm. um, they don't allow you to do that which makes sense because if you are say talking to an acquirer and you know you know this is going on but but your investors don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of a sudden you're like, okay, now I'm going to buy back my remaining 8% or whatever it yeah. is. Right, right, right. It's like if they let you do that and then you sell the company and then they're stuck with much lower percentage than they should have had. Um, yeah. They're missing out so on that that's, new valuation. Yeah. So that's why that's not allowed. But mm-hmm. when you are profitable and you, at least like in my case, it's like, there's, there's definitely been times where it's, there, I haven't been sure what to do with the profit other than just like bank it. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, oh, I wish I could just like put this towards buying back the, the percentage because I have nothing else to do with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's all right. Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's the nice thing too, I think is um, once you get to a certain scale, probably like around a million dollars in error, like the math just becomes way easier yes. over time to repay it quickly. And right. so once you do hit that kind of scale, 
it is probably relatively easy to pay it back. You're just like, oh yeah, sure. Okay, here's another 50 grand, 50 grand, 50 grand, like making those kind of quarterly payments. Yeah, that that's very true. It would be super interesting to see a chart of like Riley's um, payback over time. And I bet oh. it's like almost nothing, almost nothing, almost. And then like the last year or whatever really accelerates. I'm going to ask him. Yeah, maybe yeah. he'll send it privately or in the, in the yeah. thread. Because that, that would be cool. I, I bet that's like you said, exactly what happened. Uh-huh. Super cool. Okay, sweet. We'll we'll link those in the show notes and hopefully uh, gives a response. Sweet. All right. Well, shall we wrap it there? Anything else we're missing? No. I know you got to go, so let's call it. All right. Awesome. Well, again, we'll have as many of the links and mentions as we can remember in the show notes, and we'll see you in the next one.